Hello again, listeners, and welcome to Monster Hour. No, we can't do it like that. <laughs> that feels weird. <laughs> welcome to a very special interim episode of Monster Hour Unkindness, Dawn of the Raven. While Quinn is busy tending to his little monster and loving and caring and spending good quality time with his family, the three of us are going to play a game about adolescent ravens called Unkindness. This game is by James D'Amato. It is a one-page RPG for three to six players, one to two hours. So when a raven reaches adolescence, they leave the nest and join a crew. Any gathering of ravens is called an unkindness, but teens wear the name well. In unkindness, you are a teen raven. You live to cause mischief and destruction and to experience emotion. So with me today are Tio. Well, hello, hello. I'm Tio, and today I am playing Beth the Raven. And Hannah. Greetings, everyone. I am Hannah, and tonight I am playing the Morrigan the Raven. Mori for short. Ooh, I like that. And I, of course, am Kyle, and I am playing Molokai the Raven. <laughs> of course, of course. <laughs> so we've all created teen ravens and have formed an unkindness. We've all announced the name of our ravens. A couple other things we have. Each raven has an insecurity, a thing they hate, and a power. So I will go first. Molokai's insecurity is a fear of heights. Molokai also hates grilling tools. And for the power, we roll a d6 and look at a chart. It tells us what we have. So I will roll. I have rolled a 3, which means my power is tools. So I can use simple tools like sticks and rocks. Tia, would you like to go next? Yes, indeed. Folks, also the sheet has a drawing of dice on it. So for a second, I was like, how do I read this? Oh, right. How do you read dice when it's drawn? <laughs> oh, no. So this is the kind of energy I got. All right. All right. Ooh, I have loudness, which is the ability to be extremely loud. That actually I have in real life, too. <laughs> what is your insecurity and thing you hate? Oh, yes. Sorry. I got very excited about the power. For Beth, the Teen Raven, she hates all water features. That is like any water fountain or little pond all the way up to like the Bellagio water fountains. Her insecurity is human facial blindness. So she cannot tell humans apart. And, you know, it's deeply upsetting because then she doesn't <laughs> know who wronged her. Incredible. Hannah? Maury's hatred is Amazon. Dot com or the forest? <laughs> Dot com. <laughs> Worth mentioning. <laughs> yeah, it's just Amazon. The insecurity is Maury is unable to tell the difference between silver and plate. So any kind of silvery object, he cannot tell whether those objects are actual silver or just something shiny, glittery. Mm -hmm. And my power is, I'm going to roll it right now. Memory, the ability to recognize patterns and learn to avoid past mistakes. Wow. Very sexy. Except for silver-related patterns. <laughs> You're afraid of grilling tools, so let's not talk here. Oh, I'm not afraid. I hate them. Oh. Oh, those tongs. <laughs> okay, so unkindness is played in a series of rounds, each round having two phases. The first is called mischief and destruction. We choose one of us to present a goal for the unkindness, something that we will all attempt to accomplish. And the method for choosing who goes first is who does the best raven call. Oh, boy. I will go first. Ah, ah! Damn. Okay. 
I can go next. I'm already going to put myself out of contention anyway. <laughs> Very good. I don't know. You haven't heard mine yet. I have not been practicing. <laughs> so, all right. <clears throat> go, go, go! Ooh. It was very aggressive, which I think is good. Yeah. Yeah. I think Hannah's was. I fe- really? feel like you can't vote for your own. I was going to say Kyle. I think Kyle. I was also going to say Kyle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hannah, you were clearly second place. And then there's about four other Ravens. No, and then no, it's no. <laughs> <laughs> Kyle's was very authentic to a real Raven. Mm-hmm. Hannah's very much had the spirit and energy of a Raven. Mm-hmm. I like that. And mine was just an attempt. So, yeah. <laughs> Kyle, you go first. So I will present my goal first. And it is fitting when Molokai steps in, pecks the ground a little bit, and makes a ruffled wing gesture over yonder fence to the neighbor's yard, the Johnsons, as you see them preparing to start a barbecue. And so the goal for the unkindness is to prevent the Johnsons from having a nice time at their barbecue. Oh, boy. Okay, now what do we do that you have announced your goal? I've chosen the goal. The rest of the group will create obstacles. So each player controls the obstacle they create and describe how they vexes the unkindness in pursuit. So both obstacles will be presented at the same time, and then we take turns and we can choose how we accomplish the goal. Could you give an example of an obstacle? Yeah. So one example of the obstacles is maybe Timmy the youngest child of the Johnson's family who has seven children is outside and is practicing with their slingshot. And that presents a rather serious danger as ravens present tempting targets to Timmy. Gotcha. Hold on. This family has seven children? Good Lord. Yeah. Well, this is a silver lining in that it will take them a while to set everything up. Yeah, they're going to be grilling all day. Okay. Mm -hmm. I'm noodling on an idea. Hannah, do you have one? Yes. I would say that Mrs. Johnson, who's the one who's doing the grilling, Mr. Johnson is in the kitchen preparing a very good potato salad. Mm. Mrs. Johnson is a very efficient griller. Uh. She is in and out. It's a gas grill, so she can put the lid down in between. She did this before Mr. Johnson. She did it throughout the pregnancies and raising of the various Johnson children. She has got this thing down to a fucking science. You think it's going to take a long time because there's a lot of kids and there is a lot of meat, but she is very, very good at getting this done in the minimal amount of time. Excellent. Yeah. I just want to point out that that woman has been pregnant for 63 months. (laughs) Anyway, sorry. Go on. Yeah. So, Tio, an obstacle. Okay. The obstacle I am going to put out there is the next door neighbor, Jared, Mm -hmm. is going through a midlife crisis. He doesn't have the money to buy the Corvette. And he also is just not his style. Mm. So he has instead devoted himself to his lawn, to his backyard, which is fine. But he has become a bit obsessive about controlling the, to be honest, kind of ridiculous raven problem in the neighborhood. (laughs) And so he has gone onto the forums and downloaded the schematics to create a high tech version of a scarecrow. So it's like an AI scarecrow and he has put it up against the fence in his lawn, but it can see over into his neighbor's lawn and does cause problems because it has sensors that go off and do things like spray water and play high-pitched noises that only ravens can hear. It's a very glorified scarecrow. 
And it also costs like $3,000. And his oh, wife man. does not know that that's how much money he spent on this thing. Oh, but he's very proud of buddy. it. So scary. Not. Mm-hmm. That's very creepy. Alrighty. I will also say that the unkindness has labeled this thing the one with the green eyes. Because when it's turned on, its eyes go green. Oh, yikes. Well, I will go first in accomplishing our goal. So I think Molokai, realizing that Mrs. Johnson, do we give Mrs. Johnson a first name? Sheila. Sheila Johnson has already got the first burger done. That's one already. And so I think Molokai, recognizing this, tries to find the little styrofoam cooler that has the frozen burgers in it. And is going to try to sneak behind it and peck open a hole in the back to thaw them faster and spoil the meat so that they have to go inside and get some more. Slow this operation down. They have to go and they would have to purchase new patties. Devious. So I'm going to roll for this nuisance. I guess you could call it a theft. I'm trying to put pocket bugs and stuff in the meat. Which means you're rolling youth. Yes. So I forgot to mention it earlier. All of us have three stats as ravens. We have youth, feelings, and maturity. We roll youth for theft, moving fast, and avoiding danger, and we roll feelings for breaking things, attacking enemies, and being a general nuisance. And we roll maturity never, because, of course, as we all know, maturity is boring and useless to adolescent ravens. Hell yeah. So I'm rolling youth. We each start the game with four youth and four feelings and zero maturity. And the game will end when maturity becomes one of our highest stats. Gross. So I will roll youth, and I am trying to meet or duck below my number. So I'm trying to get four or lower. I got a two. Yeah! Meet it or seed it, (laughs) as they say. Do they say that? (laughs) I'm just going to make it a say. Okay. Uh I'm going to make fetch happen. You cannot stop me. So Molokai succeeds in infiltrating the meat supply here is able to walk, of course, because flying is a little, makes his tummy kind of get a little upset. So he walks and hops around the side of the house and sneaks up to the side of the styrofoam cooler, pecks a hole in it and kind of like sticks some dirt in there and does a raven grin, which is impossible. (laughs) It happens as he sees a caterpillar poke its curious head in through the hole into the meat bin. Oh boy. This is Beth speaking. (laughs) Noise. Noise. (laughs) Noise. So, we want to keep going in our obstacle order. So, Hannah, would you like to go next? Okay, since I don't really want to fly over the top of the fence, I'm going to try and use my wings to fling a dead rat over the (laughs) fence, like the probably (laughs) apocryphal story of one army flinging dead bodies laden with a bubonic plague over the wall of a city and causing the Black Death to spread. So that is what I would like to do. Attack by dead rat. Okay. Yes! You're trying to maybe scare the Timmy with the slingshot? I mean, I think just the idea of a dead rat sailing (laughs) over the fence wall and landing (laughs) smack in the middle of this grilling, my hope is that that will disrupt it enough. People will lose their appetite. They'll decide maybe grilling isn't for them right now. Maybe they're going to go indoors and eat there. Okay. This sounds like attacking enemies to me. I would agree with that. (laughs) Pretty sure throwing dead animals at anybody is being a nuisance. So Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. So let's go ahead and roll feelings. Okay. So I roll feelings and I need to get a four or lower. That's correct. Well, that's a six. Oh, no. So if you don't get your stat or under, you fail. Okay. And the player controlling the obstacle decides how things get more complicated. So I think maybe what happens here 
is you fling a rat carcass over the fence. Mm -hmm. And eagle-eyed Timmy, who has been sitting here trying to shoot boring old aluminum cans with his slingshot all day, spots this rat sailing, arcing gracefully over the fence wall. And right as it crosses over the fence wall, he adjusts his aim higher and looses the little pebble that he has in his slingshot. And it hits this carcass and it just shatters into a number of pieces falling not in the Johnson's yard, but next door. Jared's yard. Oh, poor Jared. And the smell wafts in through the window. Yep. And Jared is alerted that something is afoot outside. Oh, no. Not only that, but Timmy's eyes are on the skies now. Ah, shit. Damn. Mm Mm-hmm. So that was one failed roll for the Morrigan. Does it adjust my stats at all? Yes. So if you fail a roll during mischief and destruction, you gain an emotional condition and your youth is decreased by one. Your feelings are increased by one. And I pick a feeling? And you pick an emotion to inform your experience. Anger, jealousy, depression, infatuation, existential dread, and joie de vivre. I am depressed by the failure of this, so my feeling is depression. All right, Tio, how do you help disrupt the Johnson's barbecue? I think you mean Beth. I do mean Beth. Who is Tio? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Beth is intimidated by trying to deal with the humans because, again, she can't tell them apart. They all kind of look the same and very, very furless, <laughs> featherless. So There's so many of them. There's so many of them in this family. My God. So Beth is going to target the one with the green eyes, the AI oh, no. scarecrow. <laughs> I mean, oh, yes. This is good for us. Yeah, it's good for us. So I think what has happened with this AI scarecrow is that it has identified you, Molokai, kind of saw what you were up to and has started making beeping sounds (laughs) and maybe even saying like, intruder, Mm -hmm. intruder. So Beth is going to use her loudness. Oh, yeah. Her power of loudness to essentially dive bomb and land on top of the one with the green eyes. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. And caw so loudly that it tries to break its internal circuits. It like breaks the sensor. Overpower it. Yeah. All right. Well, if this isn't attacking enemies, I don't know what is. Yeah, (laughs) certainly attacking enemies. (laughs) Also, she's trying to look real cool doing it because like you're standing on top of your enemy. It's cool. It's cool. Ooh, that is a three. A three. And then do I add anything to that? Okay. A three is a success. So go ahead and describe, if you like, what your screaming does to the one with the green eyes. Hell yeah. So Beth, like, swoops down, lands on top of the one with the green eyes, kind of, like, does a little check with her feet of, like, oh, okay, I stuck the landing. Okay, okay. And then, like, lifts her beak into the air and goes, like, just, like, over and over again. And I think that this scarecrow... The wiring in it is slightly questionable, and <laughs> you see one of the green eyes start blinking. It's trying to understand what's happening, and suddenly it starts just saying, like, intruder, enter code, enter code, enter code. <laughs> code invalid. Yeah, code invalid. <laughs> and then essentially just, like, continues to say that until it shuts itself down. Nice. And, yeah, Jared's going to have a lot of work to do. <laughs> This is now ruining Jared's day also. 
Oh, his weekend. Surely the whole weekend. Bits of dead rat, malfunctioning scarecrow. Yeah. A lot of problems for Jared. But so far, Mrs. Johnson is still like cooking up a storm. But with that loud screech from Beth, Molokai takes the initiative as everybody looks away for a second across the fence to their neighbor and goes for the one thing that he really can't stand, which is the grill spatula. Mm. Yeah, show it who's boss. Mrs. Johnson has left it hanging on the side of the grill unattended, and he's going to go for a swoop and then beat his wings and try to escape. And this is definitely theft, so I'm going to roll youth. It's a five. Ah. <laughs> so since this is kind of directly attacking Beth's efficient means of grilling, Hannah, if you would like to describe how this goes wrong. Oh boy. Okay, so as Molokai is trying to dive bomb and get the spatula, you go in. You've got a goal. You're going to get that spatula. It's so shiny. It's so beautiful in the brilliant sunlight. And as you go for it, the sun hits it at an angle, goes right into your eyes, and you <sighs> run right into the spatula with a clang. Oh, no. <laughs> Stunned. Yep. Stunned for a moment. I need to pick an emotional condition. Existential dread. Hey. <laughs> Who would like to go next? Since the scarecrow is out of commission, I would like to just dive bomb little Timmy. Nice. I am going to intimidate the fuck out of this small child. I'm going to treat it like I don't have little baby ravens because parenthood is for suckers. <laughs> yeah, Quinn. You hear it here, Quinn. Your adolescent <laughs> raven friends. They aren't cool with it. No, they aren't cool with it. If Timmy had gotten close to my little ravenlets, this is how I am dive bombing them. That sounds like attacking an enemy as well. Okay, I have a five. That is a, a five. five. So I meets it, beats it. You meets it, beats it. You dive bomb Timmy. Yeah, so I dive bomb him. Timmy talks a big game with that slingshot. He may have hit some tin cans, but when attacked with the fierceness of an actual raven, he drops his slingshot, screams, and it's a very high-pitched scream repeatedly, mm -hmm. starts crying and runs inside. I think that also probably distracts Mrs. Johnson. I mean, this kid just got dive-bombed by a bird and is crying and running inside, and so probably takes a break from speed grilling to go check on that. Yep. He better. Yeah. Are we going to officially say that we've ruined the barbecue? Yeah, I think small child crying and running inside sufficiently disrupts this barbecue from yeah. being a nice family outing. Oh, this is going to be fun. So we've successfully disrupted the Johnson's barbecue. We now go to the second phase of the round, which is experience emotion. After you cause havocs, the adolescent ravens must sort through the powerful emotions of youth. Each raven gets a turn to explore their feelings. Most emotional scenes are punctuated by a chorus of cause. When you feel a scene has reached its emotional height, or when prompted, call like a big noisy trash bird. The unkindness experiences emotions doing one of the following activities. So we get to decide, are we bathing? Splashing around in a puddle or basin. Are we eating trash? Beaking down on some good garbage. Anting, rolling around in an anthill because it feels good. Or watching something burn, just idly observing fire. I think we may be able to get down with eating some trash after the family escapes inside. We yeah. steal a bunch of that supplies. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's not bad for us. The meat's fine. Meat's meat. 
They checked it all out. Now it's ours. Mm -hmm. Which was really the real objective here. Mm -hmm. So after establishing the activity, we describe the location. I think maybe this is the alleyway behind the house where the dumpsters are. And so we understand we are in the alleyway behind the Johnson's house eating trash. So in order, we can choose to rant, rave, or romance. If you rant, your emotions are overwhelming and you need to share them or they will destroy you. You pick another raven and talk about your emotional condition. If you rave, you just did something rad and the others have to know. Tell the group about what you did and why it makes you cool. To romance, you choose another raven in your unkindness and attempt to romance them by doing either a cool stunt, offering a gift, or reciting a poem. So I will go first, and I think Molokai has to rant. Molokai's beak has a little hairline crack (gasps) from the paddling you receive (laughs) with the spatula. Yep. And Molokai is upset and paralyzed with fear that his beak is going to fall off and what's a raven without a beak? Now, it's important to note that you cannot see the crack. It is too small. Oh, yeah, no, it's probably not actually there. But he heard it for sure. He heard mm-hmm. it crack mm-hmm. and it feels kind of loose, you know? Mm-hmm. So let's see. Molokai will rant with Beth. So discuss the emotional condition until you feel you've learned a lesson. Or because you become so frustrated, you have to caw. Beth, my beak is falling off. <laughs> it's loose. Can you you see it? It's right right there. It's falling off. Yeah, I, bud. It looks... I can wiggle it up and down, and it goes way further than it used to. What am I going to do without a beak? I don't know if I ever looked at your beak closely enough. Are you sure it hasn't always been like that? You saying my beak looks kind of weird? No, no, no. I have a broken beak? My no, beak looks no. broken? It's unique. It's a special beak. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, battle wounds. Yeah, it's a cool scar. Oh, yeah. Oh, actually, yeah, that is rad. Thank you, Beth. Yeah, yeah, no problem, bud. No problem. I look over at the moor again, and I'm like, do you notice anything different? No, I don't see anything. I don't either. I mean, honestly, (laughs) if I'm going to be honest, I do see a difference. Like, don't mention the tail feathers. Oh, I think there's, yeah. yeah, but you know, honestly, the telephone is a little funky, but yeah, it's, this is fine. Everyone's way too obsessed about their beak. It's really all about the tail feathers. Beaks are, you've seen one, you've seen them all, mm-hmm. you know. Molokai is thankful for you talking him down from his emotional cliff there and has learned a lesson about accepting changes to yourself Aww. and growing up. And because you helped with that, we both gain a point of maturity. Oh, shit. Oh, no. <laughs> That's right. We're not trying to do that. We grow a little bit together. Yeah. Beth and Molokai both gain a maturity. Beth has learned how to take care of her friends in their state of need. Mm-hmm. That's right. Who would like to go next? I can go next. I'm going to rave. Okay. You just did something rad and the others have to know. Tell the group about what you did and why it makes you look cool. Once you finish, slap your hand on the table. That's right. And then the Morrigan and I will either validate you by erupting in cause or reject by remaining silent. Hey, 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 hey. While we were there, I don't know if you were able to see it, but I totally ended the one with the green eyes. I like literally went like, and then I landed like, and it was like a perfect landing. You know, like you really like stuck the claws in. It's like that perfect little like three prong approach, you know, that they always talk about. And I literally just let out like the perfect caw. So perfect that the one with the green eyes literally started babbling nonsense and then shut off. I don't know if anybody else saw that, but I just thought it was important that you all know that. (gasps) 
freaking hate that green eye thing. I noticed that you didn't say anything, the Morgan. <laughs> Did you not see that? Holding out on me. All right. So if you are validated, you can select a new power to use once in the following rounds. Ooh. So you may select mimicry, tools, memory, portent, or wolves. I have to pick wolves. Okay. (laughs) Right? Like, who am I? Yeah, I'm sorry. If you don't pick wolves. It's like phone a friend, but for wolves. All right. The Morrigan. I would like to rant. Okay. I'm going to rant at Beth. I'm working through my feeling of depression and the, you know, I, I made that child cry and I thought I'd feel something accomplishing that goal. And instead I feel nothing. What is the point of all of this? What is, there's just no meaning to any of this. What is my purpose? To call and steal things and eat garbage? This isn't a life. And I then do like a flounce with my wings. I think I like pull my wing up and like pat you on the back. You know what I mean. They have a back. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And I kind of lean in and I'm like, Timmy is a very easy get for a child. I think you should... Hold out on deciding if the way you feel right now is because making children cry has no purpose or whether it's because making Timmy cry is just so easy. (laughs) You've graduated beyond that. You're ready for the bigger call. You're ready for the one big call. You know, I think what this is telling you is that what you've been doing up until now, you're great at. Nobody makes children cry like you do. Nobody throws dead rats like you do. That's true. But maybe it's time to scare some adults. Maybe it's time to make the mailman cry. You know, this is your moment to shine. This is your body telling you that there are greater things ahead for you. You know, you're right. This isn't a life now, but I gotta aim bigger. In the background, Molokai just hawk, 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 has a particularly tough piece of meat just trying to hark down from the garbage <laughs> pile. As the two of you grow and mature. Right. Very nice. So I think that means I now have one maturity point. You get one maturity point. Your other stats go back to four and you clear your emotional condition. I think I'm now at two maturity points. You are at two maturity Uh-oh. points. Oh, no. Uh-oh. Growing up so fast. Everyone's turning to me for yeah. their therapy and advice, which Beth loves. Mm-hmm. Beth killed the one with the green eyes. That's true. She clearly has yeah. some knowledge. Very powerful. I think coming from that last rant from the Morrigan, I think we will go to you for the next goal. Okay. My goal as Maury, the Morgan hates Amazon. Yes. The goal is to go to a town hall meeting. Yes. And either voice support <laughs> for those who are proposing attacks on Amazon or disrupt people who are against taxing Amazon. All right. Yeah, we got to get into that meeting. <laughs> the unkindness of ravens are trying to infiltrate the town hall meeting and sway human public opinion. At the very least... We are constituents, and we need to make our voices heard. That's true. We haven't had a voice for too long. (laughs) Exactly. So, Tio and I, the players, now will 
set two obstacles for this goal. I'll go first and say that at the start, the town hall meeting is entirely indoors. The windows are all closed, as are the doors. Well, shit. That is one physical <laughs> obstacle. <laughs> I will add to that that all the window sills have those pokey things that are meant to stop oh, no. birds. Mainly pigeons. They're not really uh-huh. meant for us, but we don't like them either. Oh, no, they're no good. No. Frickin' pigeons ruined it for all of us. <laughs> Hannah, if you would like to set an obstacle as well, you may. Though you don't have to. I don't want to set an obstacle for myself. I want to win. <laughs> I just am giving the option because I set one for mine as well. Would anybody like to go first? Yeah. So I think that Beth kind of assumed this would be an indoor meeting. It's weird. The last two years, humans did a lot of things outside. But generally speaking, <laughs> they do them indoors. We don't know what that's about. They have all their secret power brokerage meetings indoors specifically to keep us out. Has Beth even noticed that everyone seems to be wearing these things over their faces? Uh, no. With your face blindness? <laughs> nope. They all just still look like humans. It's weird. Can't tell. So Beth is going to go ahead and call upon her friendship with the wolves. Oh, shit. She has noticed that all of these big gathering cabal-esque buildings that humans have for some reason, they all have these doors that just open on their own if you like put enough weight on the ground. But as a raven, we just don't have that kind of weight to put down for the door sensor. So she lands right at the entrance to the nondescript government building that was definitely built in like the 50s. And she lets out a very vocal coco. It's like a very specific caw that is meant to attract her wolf friends. And then she stands there and waits for, I guess, a wolf to appear. Uh-huh. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> His name is Benny. His name is Alvin. His name is Alvin. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> Plot twist. This is firmament. <laughs> yeah, this is all canon. Firmamentarian ravens. <laughs> yes. No, no, no. If this goes well, Beth will jump on top of Benny as Ooh, if she yeah. is riding Benny into this meeting. You all would be welcome to ride on top of him, too. And he would basically get us through the doors. You get to take first place. Like, you are the vanguard. Yes. Yes. Excellent. And good Lord, if any human sees a wolf with three ravens on top of it, slowly (laughs) walking into a government building. I will leave this to you to decide if this is youth or feelings. Do you think it's avoiding the danger of the closed door by calling upon your wolf friends? Or is this maybe breaking the closed door with the help of your wolf friends? This is breaking. It's breaking an attempt to keep ravens out. That's true. Okay, so go ahead and roll feelings. I mean, it's the same for me either way. Woo, that's a four. A four. You succeed. How's it go? You just hear a raven cawing at this wolf (laughs) and the wolf going like, And then three ravens jump on top of this wolf and just slowly, I cannot stress this enough, this is not gallivanting through. They are slowly walking in to this building and then they stop in front of the signs to look at which way to go. Like we're supposed to be here. Yes. Mm -hmm. Like we have rights. All right. Incredible. I can go next. As we have entered the city hall meeting room where this is happening, Molokai is going to produce from whence you do not know 
an extra dimensional space that he apparently has under his feathers. What? A sign. And by produced from an extra dimensional space, someone left it outside. But the sign says simply, he doesn't know because it is in human language. But for us listeners, we know that it does say tax the rich. (laughs) God, I fucking love it. And he is going to clasp that in his beak and using it as a tool, clamber and sneak along the back and just pace back and forth in the back of the meeting room, waving the sign wildly above the chairs. So viewers would see a probably depressingly empty town hall meeting room. Attendance is a little low, (laughs) even though important issues are being decided. And there's just a sign floating by itself behind the back row of chairs, tottering around back and forth. And so I'm going to roll for being a nuisance, I suppose. Feelings. That's a five again. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) You need new dice. So since I was doing that, I will ask one of you if you have a idea of how this goes poorly for Molokai. You pull out this sign from your interdimensional plane of existence, and you're marching there with your little sign that says tax the rich, and you drop it, unfortunately, because because of your beak. <gasps> oh, no. And then you trip over it, <laughs> and you fall, and the sign falls as well. And even though attendance is limited, everyone laughs at you. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, damn. This is devastating. Yeah. Let's see. I'll take joie de vivre. That was so much fun. No. <laughs> <laughs> I think it goes into a anger. He sits in a rage. The gall of these humans to laugh at Molokai. Also, the stupidity of these humans. Are we not still on top of a wolf? What is happening in this town? Oh, Malachi got off to go away. Oh, that's the true. Sign. Malachi did, yeah. I figure maybe the wolf hasn't completely entered the meeting room yet. <laughs> yeah, I think that might disrupt things <laughs> a bit. Maybe have been a different plan. <laughs> okay, the Morrigan. Okay, well, we have gotten indoors. This is great. We're on the back of a wolf. Molokai has just made an utter buffoon of himself, (laughs) but I am not deterred from this. I would like to wait until somebody gets up to speak in favor of taxing Amazon, and I'm going to go up either beside them or behind them, and when they make a good point, or what I think is a good point, I will call for emphasis so that the humans understand. Ah, I see. Yes, that's what I would like to do. What would we think that would fall under? It's sort of a nuisance. That sounds to me like a feelings role, even though it's maybe not one of the exact raven actions. <laughs> yes, I'm being a bit of a nuisance, but I'm being a nuisance for good. You're throwing your weight around a yeah. little bit. Exactly. You know? Okay, so it is feelings. I got that restored last time. That is a four. Meets it, beats it. All right. How's it go? I wait until I perceive one of the speakers going up there. Perhaps their shirt resembles what Molokai's sign, and so I (laughs) deduce from that. God, what the hell is my power? Oh, it is memory. Hey! Yes. I have some memory of this person at some event, and I think, ah, yes, this is the person who, who hates Amazon as much as I hate Amazon. And I go up, and I am beside them. I get a little cocky. 
And so I flap up and I sit on the lectern. It's a large lectern. Mm -hmm. It's got room for me to sit there without, you know, like stepping on their notes. And this person, you know, they let me there. And when they make a good point, and especially when they pound their fists on the lectern, I... (laughs) Incredible. They make another good point. (laughs) All right. How do you feel about the town meeting goal setter? I would think unless the other Ravens feel like we need to, you know, have more input. I do think that we have successfully got inside the meeting Mm -hmm. and we let them know where we stood as Ravens. This is true. So I think we have succeeded. Malachi is going to do one last thing on the way out, which is steal paperwork. Oh, yes. Good move. He's going to grab the most important looking paperwork. How does Molokai decide what the most important looking paperwork is for someone who doesn't read? (laughs) Most symbols. Oh, yeah. Yeah. More symbols, better. Yeah. So it's a flurry of feathers as the town hall maybe votes in favor of increasing taxes on Amazon. And there's a a cheer from the limited participants and a flurry of feathers as Malachi just makes a dash for somebody's paperwork. And that's a roll for youth. God damn, it's five again. Wow. Seriously, new dice. Tia, would you like to describe what goes wrong here? (laughs) (laughs) First of all, I'm going to point out that the paper with the most symbols on it is from the health department. It's the like little, how are you feeling today? Yes. (laughs) Pain, one to ten. Yeah. (laughs) It's for their other job after this meeting. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so you make a very intense almost snapping dragon-esque motion at the papers to pick it up and grab it. You know, you're really trying to recover your ferociousness a little bit. And you accidentally miss and you snap at the air and you kind of smack your own beak together (gasps) too hard. Oh, no. And biff it and then fall forward and tumble over yourself because you put so much weight on your front end to do that (laughs) motion. You're basically snapped in the air. Yeah. And you also kind of heard a little bit of a crack when you <gasps> smacked your beak together, and you also didn't manage to get the papers. Well, that's some more existential dread, I think. Oh, for sure. And that time, Beth did notice something. Yeah, everybody heard that. Everyone heard that one happen. And with that, Molokai scrambles out and follows Benny and the rest of the crew out the door. So we move on to experience emotion. Now, again, what is our activity? Are we bathing, eating trash, anting, or watching something burn? Let's watch something burn. Yeah. Yeah, let's watch something burn. Where are we? We find a trash can that somebody has accidentally put a cigarette butt in. Mm -hmm. It's not full on burning, Mm -hmm. but the fire has caught. And, you know, it's just fucking beautiful, man. And we're just like up on a phone line or something watching this or? Yep, just admiring destruction. Would anyone like to go first? I would like to go first, and I'm going to rave. (laughs) Comrades, brothers and sisters in arms, did you see that amazing display of solidarity in there? We truly went in there and made our voices heard. Now the entire city will know where ravens stand on the light that is Amazon. I went in there, and I made my voice heard. I may have been a little depressed a while ago, but now I feel the (laughs) fury, the anger, the righteous joy of fighting Amazon.com. Join me! (laughs) 
You're validated. You may select a new power to use once. Oh, ooh, ooh, ooh. Okay. I'm going to pick Portent, the ability to be a foul omen. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I can go next. Go ahead. This is bending the rules a little bit, but it's mm-hmm. a one shot, and Quinn isn't here. Quinn's not here to say no. I'm going to romance. Uh huh. But I'm going to go ahead and retcon that Benny is still with us. Sure. Oh. And I think that. Beth is trying to show how cool she is, and I think she makes a joke that didn't quite land well, and Benny's like, huh, that wasn't that funny. And Beth is, like, immediately like, oh, my God, he doesn't think I'm cool. And so she's trying to, like, regain cool points. Right, So she saunters over to Molokai, Mm -hmm. and while still maintaining eye contact with Benny, starts, like, playfully, like, touching Molokai's top feathers and being like... I know you tried really hard in there. I still think you were really handsome while you were doing that. <laughs> You're such a smart, funny raven. <laughs> so you're trying to romance Benny via Molokai, as you're saying? I'm technically romancing Molokai because right. you have to romance another raven. But I'm doing it to try to make Benny jealous. I see. Of course. She pulls out of her own interdimensional area because all ravens have that that's just canon at this point of course she pulls out her favorite twig she's had this twig for eons since sheila's second pregnancy (gasps) oh long time yeah and she kind of lovingly places it on top of molokai's head and is like i thought you might like this it's literally the best twig in all of the south part of town I've looked multiple times, never found a better twig. It's real smooth. It's shiny in a couple of the right places where you want it to be shiny. And it's got this little groove where you can fit it right in your beak, which, you know, I thought maybe you would appreciate. All right. You have described your effort to romance the other bird. And once you have finished, the other player must caw. And now, based on your insecurity, you have to decide whether that caw was affirming or mocking. Mm. 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 Based on my insecurity. Hmm. Insecurity of not being able to tell human faces <laughs> apart. Which doesn't really apply. <laughs> but Beth talks a big game, but I think that Beth is nervous that she's not as cool as she tries to come off as and that everybody <laughs> else knows that she's not that cool. So she definitely thinks that you're kind of mocking. <gasps> oh, oh. No. So with that, Beth, you gain a maturity. How does that make sense? But okay. It's growth. It's painful growth. It's painful growth. If you think it was mocking, you gain a maturity. You come face to face with a disappointment. I guess. Yeah. I guess. But what did Benny say? Oh! Yeah, I think Benny isn't paying attention, which is even worse. <laughs> Benny's just chilling. He's like, oh, okay, cool. The fire's nice. Y'all, Beth is very quickly growing up. She's got three maturity points. I'm going to rant. And I think I'm going to rant to Beth. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh, okay. (laughs) I've got two emotional conditions going on, y'all. And with two emotional conditions, maybe we'll bend the rules as well and rant to both of you. Okay. You guys, you gotta see it that time. Look, it's right here. I hit it again. The same day. Ow. Its beak is seriously going to fall off. 
And those people, they didn't understand us. They laughed at me. Those humans. We should kill them all. We should oh, kill geez. all humans. Wow. Mm. Okay. Well, that is certainly <laughs> one approach. They laughed and... at me and they're making my beak fall off. Beth, do you see it? I mean, I, I heard a little crack, but... I did too. You know, but like, it looks fine. Uh, you know what? Mo- Molokai, you, if we weren't with you, we would have never known. And I heard from one of those boring adult ravens that, like, your beak goes through a lot of changes, especially at this point in your life. And, you know, it's kind of one of those things about raven life in general is that, like, your beak represents the stories that you have to tell. You know, some beaks get a little thin. Some of them get a little scratched up. Others maybe fall off. I've never really heard of that happening. I don't mm. think that's a thing. But I'd like, so. I don't know. If it doesn't hurt, I'm sure it's fine. What about these humans? I'm thinking maybe we all should just go start like an evil lair. I've seen some pictures of things that look like mountains, but they have fire on them, and that's pretty cool. We could probably just go hang out there and not have to deal with these stupid humans anymore. Oh, they suck. Oh, they suck so much. Good energy. Good, good, good energy. Love it. Totally down with the human race being real sucky, but um, we cannot truly fight capitalism and Amazon.com. And frankly, eat tasty, tasty garbage. Oh, the garbage. You're right. If we live on an island, right? We would have to make our own garbage, and I don't know how that works. And who would we caw at? Each other? We can't do that all day. That's boring. We can caw at each other in support, but we have to have someone to caw at in anger. Yeah. You know what? You're both right. I've learned something today. (laughs) We shouldn't kill all humans. I guess we won't kill all humans and move to a volcano lair. We all gain one maturity. And I'll take two maturity because I'm clearing both of these actions by talking about them with both of you. That puts me at four, friends. (gasps) Four. What are your youth and feelings at? Four. Ooh, one away. One away from being an adult. Beth, you have so much growth. You're so mature. All right. Tio, if you would like to propose a goal for the unkindness, or Beth, I suppose. I'm glad that Molokai has gotten over his temporary genocidal <laughs> feelings. We all have it. It happens. It happens to ravens. Mm-hmm. Humans are the worst. Because Beth would like to befriend the neighborhood witch. Ooh. Yeah, there's this one house at the end of the street, never mowed its lawn, everything is dead. Oh, that's where we get all the best rats, because they're just crawling Mm -hmm. all over the place. Disheveled house, just truly looks abandoned, but isn't. There is a nice old lady, she's very sweet in general to anything that isn't a human, Mm -hmm. but she's pretty mean to humans and others have referred to her as a witch and she has not corrected them on that, which makes (laughs) Beth think that she's actually a witch. And yeah, Beth thinks for a human, she's pretty damn cool. And she's seen like the squirrels hang out with her and all this other stuff. So she's thinking it might be cool to have like one good human on our side, you know? So are we trying to befriend the witch or are we trying to get hired by the witch to do things or i think we're trying to befriend the witch so create an understanding with the witch that she can count on us and we would like to be able to count on her beth has seen the squirrels pick 
things out of her yard for mm-hmm. her, and then in return, she has left nuts in a bag at her front door for them. Mm-hmm. You know, we should have some sort of symbiotic relationship going on with this local mm-hmm. witch that hates other humans. Yeah. Obstacles for this. I'm going to go a slightly different direction and pick an emotional obstacle, Ooh. which is there's a, not a lethargy within the unkindness, but Molokai is hesitant to believe that there's a human that is cool. <laughs> the example in the sheet is there's an argument within the unkindness. So I think the argument here is whether the witch is worth it. Oh, okay. Okay. My obstacle is that the witch is afraid of birds. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Who would like to go first? I can go first uh, since it's my goal. Sure. So having observed how the other animals have befriended her, <laughs> just thinking of the fact that she's so scared of birds. <laughs> um, she, Beth kind of does like a once over of the property and notices that there's like this old dilapidated shed that has started to fall over in such a way that like there's no way that any human can enter the shed. It would just be too dangerous, and I don't think that you can actually get through the door anymore. It's kind of been taken back over by the earth, and it's falling to the side and all this. But there's definitely a raven-sized hole, and so Beth is going to fly into the shed and pull what she thinks seems like the most sentimental memento from the shed and drop it on the porch for the potential witch to be like, hey, look, I got this thing for you that you probably haven't been able to look at or get near for who knows how many years. All right. What kind of role do you think that is? I mean, technically this is theft, so I think mm-hmm. I'm rolling youth. Okay. Oh, no, that's a five. <laughs> oh, no. So I think maybe the fear of birds is an obstacle this is countering. So Hannah, would you like to describe how this maybe goes wrong or adds extra complications? (laughs) So you have dropped this thing on the porch? I should say that I picked up what I thought was sentimental. What it (laughs) Uh is, is a hammer. (laughs) Just a hammer. Okay, here's how this goes down. You're like flying, you've got this hammer. It's probably a slightly smaller hammer than your standard one because you are a raven, but you are but one raven. And you go to drop it. And just as you look up, she is standing there at the screen door, <laughs> staring at her raven, bringing a weapon to her door. And she screams oh, no. and slams the door. <laughs> yeah, that could have gone better. <laughs> Okay, so, Beth, decrease your youth by one and increase your feelings by one temporarily. Okay. So your youth goes to three and your feelings go to five. Okay. And choose one emotion for your emotional condition. It can be anger, jealousy, depression, infatuation, existential dread, or joie de vie. I'm going to say infatuation. Okay. Molokai will go next. And Molokai wants to infiltrate the witch's house looking for evidence that this witch maybe has done nasty things with birds before to prove himself right that she's no good but it's essentially kind of like scoping out and trying to find out if she's cool 
with the premise that a success on this role is that she is cool and that we can carry on past the obstacle that Molokai doesn't think she's cool. <laughs> I'll say this is youth. It's like moving fast, trying to infiltrate the house. And my youth is back to four. Great. That's a three. Hey. So Molokai is looking for an open window along the rooftops. Some of the gables up there. Can't find any of that, but manages to find a large chimney that he slips on the edge of and falls through. And as he tumbles out covered in soot into the darker living room of the witch's house, he looks around and he sees it's all dried herbs and flowers and fungi around here no witchy animal experimentation to be found and he takes a little bit of solace in that and she sees him tumble through and no she shouldn't see it she would be super super scared because a bird just attacked her house with a hammer and another one fell through the <laughs> chimney she, she doesn't see it. she is not there at all molokai just tumbles down and sees that it's a vegan witch hey and that makes him feel safer now that he is accidentally inside the house all right the morrigan so I think what I would like to do is use my portent power mm -hmm. and I would like to create a pattern in the witch's flower beds mm. that somehow conveys that the ravens are here to help. <laughs> and because she's a witch, she would obviously understand the message that I'm trying to create. And let's be clear, this is not some fucking wingdings or emojis. This is some like deep magical mm -hmm. runes perhaps oh. something in aramaic mm -hmm. jesus's language right jesus <laughs> got down with aramaic <laughs> jesus says ravens are cool <laughs> oh my gosh what would jesus do have a raven <laughs> he would have a raven he would so that is what I would like to do is create a message, perhaps by pecking a bit, pulling up some flowers that demonstrates that ravens are friends. Okay. This sounds like a feelings role to me, trying to convey a message. Right. Okay. That's a one. That's a one. That's a good hey. one. The ones are good here. Yay. All right. How does it go? I think because I've already seen how Beth's hammer trick went down. <laughs> And realizing that perhaps she right now does not like us is I wait until perhaps she's out of the house for a little bit mm -hmm. and I swoop on down and I call a bit to like call up some of the deep magic mm -hmm. and channeling that I peck around and I pull up the flowers. This message does look super fucking menacing. It looks a little <laughs> wild. So that's what that looks like. Kaka, motherfuckers. All right. Great success. How's our goal looking? I think I might do one more thing and sure. then we'll call it good. What Beth does is kind of follows Molokai's lead and decides to jump down the chimney. Santa entrance. <laughs> Santa entrance, for sure. And then looks around a bit and notices what herbs are running low mm. in the jars mm -hmm. and goes out into the yard to pick them and put them into the jars for the witch. Okay. My new headcan is the hammer event happened. Yeah. And then we waited for like the next day for her to go out walking. And then we all just invaded her space to <laughs> write a portent and refill the herbs. And yep. Yeah. And I think that in order for her to know it was me, I would spill a little flower mm -hmm. and have my little 
raven oh, prince in the flower. So it's like, who did this for me? Who were my little helper elves? Oh, mm-hmm. it was the raven. Mm-hmm. I draw a little hammer to say sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I draw a hammer design inside like, we're coming for you. Do you think this is a youth or a feelings role? I think this is a feelings role because I'm breaking into things. That's true, yeah. Oh my gosh, that's a six. Oh no. Oh boy. <laughs> oh boy. I'll take this one since Hannah did the hammer one. Mm-hmm. I think what happens is you get inside with Molokai and you are trying to focus and take account of what's low, what herbs are here, what spices does she need. But you are heavily distracted by Molokai's whinging and whining throughout the room. As he goes, no, over here is probably where the dead ravens are. Over here is maybe where she's doing weird stuff with rats. And just like out loud, cawing about everything he sees in the room. And it throws your counts off. So when you finally get out and go get a bunch of things, you have totally forgotten what you need. And so you just get a lot of everything. (laughs) And you... Go through her herb garden outside and just strip it bare almost and bring it all inside. And covering her counters are little flowery raven footprints and mounds of basil and (laughs) dill and (laughs) flowers and just some dirt extra, just in case. You lost the count because of Molokai's whinging and so just decided to get a lot of everything to cover all the bases. I like that. Mm -hmm. Are we saying with that, the unkindness considers it job well done? Yeah. Fully confident in our abilities. Oh, yeah. We did such a good job. Mm-hmm. Did we? <laughs> well, we think so. Yeah, we think we did. We leave a house full <laughs> on the inside of herbs with an ancient and aggressive looking message in the garden that says, <laughs> Ravens are your friends. <laughs> Not at all forceful. If you're any witch worth your salt, you probably could pick up the pieces we leave in there. All right. So we move into experiencing emotion. And I will go first, and Molokai is going to rave about chimneys. You guys, did you know these things exist? It's just a hole inside human houses that's open all the time. We've been worried about windows. We've been worried about doors. How do we get in? How do we get out? That's sometimes more important. But we see here, I've made an enormous discovery. This is going to change raven-human interactions for the rest of time. I say that chimneys and the discovery thereof should forever be called Molo Holes in my <laughs> honor. What say you? Ka-ka, ka-ka, ka-ka. I really do like that. <laughs> oh no, not everybody got. Not everybody agrees. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> not everybody's on board, my dude. <laughs> <laughs> well, Molokai will take that into consideration. And kind of walks away a little bit with a raven smile towards Beth, but with a tinge of rejection and an extra point of maturity. Hey. Who'd like to go next? I can go. Okay. I'm going to rant. Okay. I'm going to rant a bit about my, like, frustrating infatuation with the witch. (laughs) Uh I think that Beth is going to rant to Molokai about her infatuation with the witch now that Molokai Mm -hmm. has kind of come around a little bit she's basically just gonna be like i mean i don't get why she doesn't like us back i mean 
we have so much in common. She likes plants. We like plants. She hates humans. We hate humans. She likes dirt and grime and having the indoors kind of look like the outdoors. We also like the outdoors. There's so much in common there. It's just so... How does she not see how perfect we are as a pairing? I get it. We are perfect. But if I learned anything today, we can all agree it was a pretty long day today. (laughs) Oh, I hated humans. Oh, with every feather of my being. But I learned through some time and trial and discovering of the mala holes <laughs> that not everybody <laughs> is at evilamazon.com and that this witch really had something different. And I think that maybe if we show her consistently by showing up and helping like we did consistently, we can help her assuage her fear of us. And oh, we are terrifying. So I understand that for sure. We are fierce and powerful, but we have a softer side. If we show up consistently and in a show of friendship that we can join forces with this witch and that together we will be even more powerful. Yeah, I guess you're right. I hadn't thought about the fact that we're meant to be menacing. That's part of what keeps us alive. So I guess, you know, fighting past that is the tricky endeavor for any human. I look forward to the future war and having her (laughs) on our side. It's not about the immediate gains, but making allies for the future. I think I have earned a point of maturity, but I've also (laughs) somehow become radicalized. (laughs) Yeah. So we have both learned a lesson. You may clear your emotional conditions and reset your youth and feelings back to four and increase maturity by one. Well, hello, hello. Beth has kind of become a little adult raven. Beth is a loser. And in a big surprise, Molokai is also at five maturity. (gasps) Molokai is also a loser. This leaves the Morrigan surrounded by adult ravens who are starting to think about what do adult ravens do? I haven't read that part of the book, but we'll figure it out together. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking gross. Poor the Morrigan. If you would like to experience emotion one last time with your friends before they head off into adult ravenhood. (laughs) You two can go eat my farts (laughs) and I'm going to go poop on some unsuspecting person walking up the street. So much anger. So much hostility. They have much to learn. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So that leaves us at the end of this game of unkindness, where maturity has become the highest stat for both Beth and Molokai, who grow up and become adult ravens. They win the game, but everyone else, who's just the Morrigan, is pretty sure that they actually lost. Yeah, you guys fucking lost. Bunch of chumps. (laughs) <laughs> Go to your room. Yay! Thank you, listeners. We're still on a bit of a hiatus for a little while while we rest and recuperate, but we may have a couple more of these fun little one-shots coming out, so stay tuned, and thank you for listening. Bye! Bye.